everybody. I just wanted to let you know that we had some static on Jack's voice in this uh, recording and, and I tried to reduce it as much as possible. Could only do so much. Uh, sorry about that, but hopefully you can still enjoy it and uh, hope you all have a very, a very Merry Christmas. Bye everyone. Hi everybody, Merry Christmas and welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today to be here to recap another weekend of Hallmark movies. We can't believe it. It's already week number four. It's already happened. It's incredible. And we have some really fun movies to talk about. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and I have two special guests with me today. We have two actresses here, so this should be super fun. Jax is here. Hello, we're in the merch. Yes, <laughs> looking so good. And Carrie Francis is here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad to have both of you. And why don't you, I, I think our audience knows Jack's pretty well, but for the record, why don't you both introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, how you became a Hallmarky, uh, Hallmark fan. What about you, Jax? Oh, I think I became a Hallmark fan originally when my mom and my sister were very into like the Hallmark Hall of Fame movies. And then it's whacked and waned over the years but now I'm just fully in after my days of bubbly sesh and I'm extremely grateful that now that chapter is closed that you've taken me in over here and giving me a, a a home this Christmas to watch all these movies and then get to geek out over them so thank we're you we're so glad that. to have you we really are that's very true and Carrie what about you Hi, so I'm Carrie Francis. Um, I was on last year, which was yes. exciting. Um, I'm an actress and singer. I'm usually best known from the hit movie Knives Out and um, lots of fun, exciting things coming up, including a holiday song that comes out mm -hmm. hopefully this week, I think. Yeah. yeah, keep an eye on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, that's very exciting. So we N have four. Knives Out is one of my top, like, 12 favorite all time movie. no it is really <laughs> oh my gosh I love hearing that I'm so glad you love it that, that was, like, made my whole day it's so fun right yeah it's, it's really so fun, fun. Yeah. yeah it's one of the few movies that I actually have seen in the theater I don't go to the theater a lot um so yeah so yay yeah well, oh my gosh I love that thank you and it totally had a hallmark shout out so you know we love that listen <laughs> one of us here talks to the person who wrote and directed that movie the hallmark movies eight to 12 times a week every week for about 12 years nice. so i'm not saying i had something to do with it but i'm not saying i didn't have something to do with it. so yeah well, if, if ryan that. ever wants to come on the podcast just let us know oh my god we'd be happy yeah, to have him <laughs> yeah anything i'm on he gets so he'll, he'll listen <laughs> Well, let's start off with our first movie, Open by Christmas, and this stars Allison Sweeney, Erica Durant, Brendan Elliott, director David Weaver, and it's when Nikki finds an unopened Christmas card from a high school's secret admirer, she and her best friend Simone search to find and thank the anonymous author. So, Jax, overall, what did you think of this movie? Okay, so I, I really related to this in the fact that <laughs> so my mom was prom no my mom was homecoming queen in high school my sister is prom queen and I was Laurel Queen. Laurel Queen is one you've never heard of because it's one that the teachers vote on and it's voted based on personality. So like I was I had friends like I definitely had friends in high school and we're still friends. 
but like I wasn't I wasn't cool and that's okay because I didn't peak in high school and that's nice but I definitely related to feeling like if I had found something beautiful like that that was quoting Romeo and Juliet I would be intrigued not only to know where that person was but to actually know that I guess I made a difference and someone looked at me that way when I couldn't even look at myself in that way. So I, I was sort of feeling warm and tingly throughout this. And I really like Gally Sweeney. And I thought the best friendship was very solid in this one, which I liked. Mm-hmm. What about you, Carrie? Overall, what do you think of it? I agree about the friendship. I really like that storyline. I thought the the relatable feeling of the mom feeling like she was losing her son and she didn't know how to connect to him and just that transition that so many people experience in life and the small town feel going back home to that small town that she was from. I very much am living that in real life. I'm in my small hometown um, just out of LA, New York. So it's, it's different, but yeah, those were the parts I love the best. That Mm -hmm. friendship was awesome. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I have to say this is the one that I did not care for. I, I like some things about it. I actually like pretty much almost all of the secret admirer, Brendan Elliott, Allison Sweeney parts, but I did not like Erica Durance's character and Mm. I see where they were going with, but I just, I just, she just felt kind of unhinged to me. Like it was too much. I mean, her son isn't leaving for three years. Like that is not a healthy way to live your life. Like everything that you're experiencing. Oh, I only have three more years of this. Like my sister, her oldest is a senior in high school. And so I was just talking to her and I was like, are you having some pangs, some sadness? And she's like, yeah, definitely. I've had those moments. And, but like to be living that way for three years, it's just like not healthy. Like you need to have some, like, you need to talk to somebody. (laughs) And the fact that she's like upset that her son won't get a picture with Santa Claus when he's 14. I mean, if my parents had asked me to get a picture with Santa Claus when I was 14, are you kidding? (laughs) No way. Like that's just not a reasonable expectation for a teenager, you know? And she was so like devastated about it. And here he's like willing to go, you know, shopping with her, willing to do all this stuff with her. Like he's a really good kid. And so I don't know. I just, I just found her whole character to be really like, frustrating and I and I like I said I kind of understood where they were trying to go with her but then she's like picking fights with Allie's character and like being I don't know and also like the whole thing I get it was her dream house but like I would not want somebody to be buying a house for me without my involvement in that process like that (laughs) well I Rachel I can 100% back you up there and the fact that I don't even want a surprise party let alone a surprise (laughs) party in the house that you bought for me without asking yeah because like even if I absolutely love the house and it's my dream house uh, there's still things like moving and maybe changing schools and uh and you know are the neighbors nice and I mean just there's a lot of other things besides the actual aesthetic of the house that goes into purchasing a house you've got your mortgage you've got your interest rates you've got all that stuff I would want to be a part of in in discussing and 
<laughs> so like the idea of like, surprise, I bought this house. I mean, and somebody said, oh, they were probably going off of a, a miracle on, on 34th street. Like, and I get that, but that's just like a tiny, tiny bit of that movie. Like at the very end, this is like a huge plot point they keep coming back for. And like, so it was more bothered me more. And I don't know, I just, this one didn't do it for me. I just didn't like her character. And I, I was just like, why can't it just be about the two, the cute little secret admirer story that was way better. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, now that you said it, I'm willing to agree with you and tell you <laughs> out of the four we watched, this was four for me. Like yeah. I just, I tried it twice. I tried to watch it again. thinking I missed something. I couldn't even finish it. So I'm with you on that for sure. I feel better too. Carrie, I love that you, girl, you took that ownership on yourself. You're like, I'm going to try it again because maybe it's me. I love that attitude. I will say. I have a question for both of you. I actually wouldn't have been bothered slash it would have been intriguing given the fact that I think that these storylines are getting more complicated and nuanced and in some ways more interesting. I wouldn't have minded if Brennan Elliott's character wasn't the one that wrote the note. Like yeah, I didn't I feel like I needed that. And actually I thought it was kind of funny that it would have been her best friend's fiance being like, well that was a time but it's still I don't know. I just thought there was something that was would I would have been okay with it. It doesn't mean that I was disappointed that he did, but yeah, yeah, what were you guys thinking? Like it was fine. I I just hope that we get to see this pairing again because I liked them a lot. I thought they had nice chemistry. I just didn't like the the all the side stories didn't work for me. So I, I hope that we we get this match again because I think it was a good one. That's a great way to put it. If they could do something else perhaps together um with a little bit more focus on them or a deeper storyline that'd be so fun mm-hmm. there were a couple parts that I did like though when she was studying the letter when she I think it was Richard the artist I think when I thought it was funny when he was like uh, uh we both had chemistry and then it, was, and it was the hardest class I ever taken <laughs> that was a good joke she was, she was she was like cool 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 yeah <laughs> I also, I really related to him when he was like, I studied for hours and can never get above a B because that was sometimes how I felt, uh, in high school and in college, you know, that I would have to work because of, uh, being a little bit dyslexic and just like, it was just hard for me to remember stuff. And so I would study, I felt like twice as hard and not get the same grades as my friends who could spend like 20 minutes on something and be done and, and know it. And, and, uh, so when he said that, I was like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, totally. And it's like proof, you know, Jax, what you said in the beginning, Rachel, what you just said right now, high school impacts us. We keep these things with us, right? And we remember mm-hmm. those feelings so strongly. So that was that was definitely an interesting part of it too. Yeah, it definitely stays with us. And uh, but you know, she's so traumatized by this this valedictorian song that she did. And I feel like people would people really, I mean, I guess people are pretty ruthless when it comes to to high school but I feel like that graduations are so corny anyway that most people would just be like eh whatever well actually Rachel to that point at graduation you're already done so like 
I I think that it's not like you got to go back, right? right. Yeah. So like, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, I'm surprised that that's the thing that caused you the most trauma because you were done after that. You know? Yeah. 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 I agree. And I, I, she seems to be so beloved by so many different people. There's so many options for who the secret admirer could have been. And so you think that it really wouldn't have been that big a deal, but evidently it was very traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, Maybe I would know. I never had to speak at my graduation. So <laughs> I sang. Oh, you I sang? sang yeah, just to tie it in. <laughs> What'd you sing? I sang, oh gosh, I sang whatever it was that like four of us, the four seniors from like choir or theater sang something together. But I sang at everything in high school, every single sporting event. I sang the national anthem for like three <laughs> of the four years. I know. And I sang, you know, in the musicals and stuff, but that, that made sense for everyone that I sang a solo in this song at the end. Right. That's not traumatizing yeah. uh, for me at all. It's not, not like even little. What do you like this on brand for Carrie? Yeah, like, it <laughs> I feel like that it's like children are our future or something like that. That's the graduation song. Oh. <laughs> They oh. do one of those kinds of songs. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of Erica's mother-in-law? Did you think she was her character? What do you think, Carrie? Um, uh, I thought it was an interesting character. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like there was uh parts I could take, parts I could leave, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, what did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, the, she was pretty irritating, but I kind of started to, as I was getting more and more irritated with Erica's character, I started to feel more sympathy for the mother-in-law. Oh my I'm gosh, like, that's so good. That's that's fair. But uh, what did you think, Jax? Yeah, I like the moment where the three of them were on the couch together trying to decipher the handwriting. I thought that was like a, a, a gold star moment for the movie mm -hmm. like I thought that was that was probably as far as the dynamic of how she fit into the picture I thought that was the, the best of the best of it if that makes sense well and she she tells him that uh the uh, the worst thing a mother can do is hold on too tight and it's like yeah <laughs> I think you're accurate <laughs> Well, and the mother-in-law, she, she tells him, she's like, Simone might want to be a part of this whole house thing. She might want to be a part of decorating. And so I, I felt like, okay, I'm like I said, warming up to this woman. Like she gets it. And uh, so by the end, I, I was okay. I get you. And uh, we also find out that. So in the, that she's thinking, Allison is thinking that it's all about the basketball game that the it was in the letter but actually it was a heated debate meet <laughs> that uh and so brandon elliott he says that uh i've always believed you were special and deserved to be happy and that was cute yeah i think that was nice and on brand for these characters too like mm -hmm. that it, yeah and, uh, yeah. And then, you know, they, she says outside, she says, I'm so glad it was you and, and is, was you and is you, which was cute. Yeah. That so, double kiss. 
yeah the, the double the kiss to the reveal mm-hmm. of the other I don't that made me feel a little, a little weird but I listen it's <laughs> Hallmark I need more kisses I'm all about the kisses but it, but the other really weird choice not only I really hated when Simone got snippy at Allison's character that whole scene where I was like what that was weird to me and then I also hated the uh the whole weird little subplot where they thought it was Jeremy Simone's fiance that wrote the letter and that it was like his handwriting he he did it because the the letter writer had bad handwriting and so then like everybody's all mad at Jeremy for he's like what did I do I don't know that whole plot line I was not into yeah listening to you say all of these back I'm feel I feel that same feeling of like looking in every it's a lot there was a lot happening there were a lot lot. of people a lot of players to keep up with Mm -hmm. yeah it was it almost felt like I actually I said it in my tweet after I said it felt almost more like a pilot to a show Mm. than a movie like you were just kind of getting introduced to all these characters and then you were going to go after that that's a really good way to put it and for me like I I didn't mind that aspect, but I think you're exactly right. But it felt like we were just scratching the surface, like that there was barely a romance because, like you said, we're just introducing all these characters to each other. That's a that's a really good way to say it. Mm-hmm. And I did like at the church when they do um, ring out wild bells when they did the song. That was good. That was good. So. Yeah, this one did not work for me. I mean, I did for the most part like the Allison and Brennan parts. Um, it was just like, I felt like with the Erica Durant's part, you could very easily make this a, a lifetime thriller very easily. <laughs> just like a few, few changes. She's like way too like needy on her side, you know, and all this stuff. And, and it would it would work. <laughs> That poor son, and all he's doing is like decorating the house for her. Like he's such a good boy. Yeah, like they have uh, Lifetime has the whole Psycho series, Psycho Granny, <laughs> Psycho, you know, stepmom, Psycho, and uh, and so I think that they could do that with her character very easily. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> one Love of those perspectives. <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna give this one two point five out of five crowns because I liked half of it. So right down the middle <laughs> what about you Carrie I am gonna give it a two crown two crowns, two crowns. Two okay yeah yeah what about I you again I'm gonna give it a 3.5 like I got a lot out of it um is it a, interestingly now that you put my head thank you for this Rachel about it being up like a pilot I would actually watch a sequel but I wouldn't watch this one again Mm -hmm. we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast from the best-selling author of Hallmark's Hearts Landing series comes a heartwarming story of four friends these four women get a second chance at life love and happiness when they convert an aging beach house into a first-class inn and cafe Lay Duncan's brand new Sugar Sand Beach series is the perfect escape for fans of Pamela Kelly, Rachel Hanna, and Debbie Maycomer. Beginning with the gift at Sugar Sand Inn, this is sweet women's fiction at its finest. Escape to Sugar Sand Beach in this complete five-book series now available exclusively from Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. For more information about Lee, visit her website at leeduncan.com. 
That's leaguedunkin.com. All right. Next, we have One December Night. This is on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And it's got Peter Gallagher, Bruce Campbell, Eloise Mumford, Brett Dalton. And it's two music managers put their history aside to oversee the televised reunion performance of their rock star fathers with a fractured past. So and this was directed by Claire Meterprome and writer Eric Brooks. Uh, and Jax, what did you, what was your overall thoughts about this one? I, I was very in on this one. I felt like I would like it because um, I worked with Claire before in Love, Fall, and Order. And I, I think she's such an actor's director. Like, she really knows how to, I think, relate. She's an actor herself. And I think she knows how to not only see the bigger picture like she needs to, but she really knows how to communicate what she wants from her actors. I was thought this was funny i i love i mean i love peter gallagher let let's just let that be known and also i thought that it was unexpectedly i should have known fun miracles but much more touching than i thought when we had to reckon with the alzheimer's diagnosis so Mm -hmm. and also i'm very into the whole like why do bands break up creative differences like i was obsessed with the civil wars that band for so long i slam and you're like what happened that was the pinnacle they they were never that good again and they never will be so th- this whole premise really intrigued me yeah what did you think carrie I cannot agree more with everything you just said. I love to keep an eye on what Claire is doing as a young female director. I'm like, what is she up to? She seems so interesting. Like she's got some really cool perspective and she also seems tiny, but commanding. That's the energy I get from her. Um, Yeah, so I love that you worked with her. And Peter Gallagher, who I affectionately refer to as Peter G from my all-time favorite movie. I just love him. So when I saw he was in it, I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Pretty much anything mm-hmm. he does, I, I could watch. Yeah. Um, I, again, I agree with you in the third one. It's like everything you just said, it makes so much sense because that felt like a head turn. It felt like a, a little sneaky surprise. And I don't love that storyline, of course, but it added so much to the movie and to the characters. Um, I really like Eloise Mumford too. I think she's she's just fun to watch and she does cool, interesting work. Um, and I liked the music element, especially someone who creates music, right? I like that storyline. And there just seems to be like this kind of ongoing thing of the older shows, bands, et cetera, getting back together in real life. And so I thought that kind of echoed something so cool about what's really happening with with reboots of everything. Yeah, I really enjoyed this too. I think that Hallmark Movies and Mysteries has been hidden out of the park. Every single one of their movies I have really loved. And so they are having a great season so far. And this one I really enjoyed. I I thought that Brett Dalton and Elise Mumford had really good chemistry. And I don't know if I was necessarily expecting them to for whatever reason, um, but they did. And I loved their kiss. I thought that one by the tree, the kiss by the tree, that was really good. I loved the way that their hands just like touched for a second and then they looked at each other and it was like, woo, uh, that, that made me very, very happy. That was great. And then you get a, you get her dad and it was a lot quieter, but for you all showed up, which made me laugh. I love that. And 
Uh, you know, I mean, Bruce Campbell's a legend. Whoever thought he'd make a Hallmark movie, this is incredible. <laughs> and he was really fun and, and sweet. And I thought he did a good job of showing like early on when he was forgetting lyrics and just forgetting stuff and, and are forgetting the promo, which city to do uh, that you're like, oh, shoot. Uh, and because that's just like devastating because he, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but not like really, really old. And so, I mean, I think it's probably devastating however old you are, but especially when you're, you still have a lot of life to live, like that's just horrible. And, and so, and I thought he did a good job of kind of showing that and that like the reason that they broke up was like super valid. If basically like the other person had taken all of the rights credits for the songs that you had worked on together uh, that, and, and like the reason was because he had been so, you know, so addictive and had so many, you know, bad things that they like was almost like protecting them from protecting the legacy from his destructive behavior. So like, it would make sense, but also from their perspective, how could you steal this thing from me? Like, so it was a very well-written conflict in my opinion. And uh, so it made sense. And um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I even liked the songs. I was like, <laughs> I, if they were on Amazon, I actually looked to see if they were like, cause sometimes the Hallmark songs will be on Amazon or uh, Amazon music or someplace like that. So I checked and I didn't see him, but I would have listened to him. I thought they were good. <laughs> I think that's a really good point, Rachel, about the conflict and how it was written and how Hallmark's upping their game this year. The conflict doesn't seem as contrived. You're like, oh, that makes sense. And then we don't yeah. do things like, we, we don't add conflict where we don't need any to have some wacky misunderstanding that no one likes or cares about anyway. It's like, these are just people who are either struggling to understand each other, who are in pain, who mess up like real people. Like, it's just so much more relatable and better than it's been before so yeah I definitely was digging it was fun yeah yeah I think that helped a lot and I also just love when they give like real cute little authentic moments like when uh when they go on that little dinner date and she's like is this date (laughs) he's like do you want it to be a date like that was cute that was really cute and then they go and buy a tree uh, for her dad, which was again, very cute. And did you guys agree that kiss was really good? Yeah. 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 It was really good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And talking about the cute little date moments. Um, and I know that Rachel, I feel like this is something that you would appreciate because I know you don't like the, the other side of this. Uh-huh. Like when, when uh, Brett Dalton asked Eloise Mumford's character, wait, did I just say her name right? Yeah, no, okay. you did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, if she wanted to fight her hot cocoa, she's like, yes, please. It's like there's something bratty about her. There's nothing entitled. There's not just yeah. playing it cool. Like she just is like, yeah, it's like she reacted like a nice human person. Yeah. And when he gives her his hat, that was adorable. Yeah. Like, oh, you're cold. I mean, I love when people give the uh, others their coats. That's really cute. But the hat was also, I thought, really cute. Very yeah. sweet. 
And, uh, and then she says the rest of the year, he belonged to the world, but on Christmas, he belonged to us, which was so cute. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that with, uh, you know, one of the things that drive me crazy about Chesapeake Shores was like always getting upset about him touring. And I'm like, he's a singer. Trace is going to tour. That's what he does. That's his job. And like, but then like this side of it is like more, I think more accurate that like, yeah, you would miss them. But then like the, the times when you were together would be extra special because they're gone a lot and that's their job, you know? And so, so your family, you would, you would really treasure that time. And so I, I really, I liked, I liked that little sentiment, sentiment a lot. And you know, I just, I, I thought everyone had chemistry in this. I felt like, uh, that it felt like families to me, you know, that the, there was that sense of kind of chemistry between father and daughter and father and son, and then everybody else. And so that was really, really good. Um, the, you know, it's just the whole ending when, uh, and then when, uh, well, when he makes the announcement and then when, um, Peter Gallagher's character says, can you, can you ever forgive me? for doing what I did and and then they you know make up and it's just very sweet <laughs> yeah to yeah, his daughter and they find out about the Alzheimer's and you know and he says Bruce Campbell says I don't want to burden anyone and and uh and then he says you'll have to remember for the both of us and that was I don't know it was just very touching and very sweet and they finally sing the song on one December night and I liked seeing Brett and Eloise in the, in the audience, like cozying up to each other. And it was so fun. It made me want to go to an outdoor concert in the winter. <laughs> yes, totally. And the girl who opened the other side character, the mm -hmm. other singer, I can't, her name is, what was the character? Well, in this show, her name was uh, Addison, I think. Addison. Yeah. I thought her voice was amazing. I really liked mm -hmm. that, that little, and the way she believed in her manager and was like, you'll go fix this. I'm going to eat my pumpkin pie. Everything's going to be fine. I love that little moment. It was special. Yeah, it was really good. Carrie, uh, you got to do that track in the Hallmark movie. Listen, get, working get on it. Song in there. Working on it, sister. We'll get there. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I would give this one a 4.25. I really enjoyed it. What about you, Jax? I was going to give it a 4.2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I really, really liked it. And I, I would love to see more like this. But the mystery, when the, when the Hallmark movies and mysteries are good, they're really good. And when they're not as good, uh, they're bad. I feel like usually when they're not good, it's because they're boring. Yeah. yeah. Carrie, what about you? What would you give this one? I'd come in right around the same, like at four, four out of five, I think is what I do. Yeah, that's great. Oh, okay, good. So then we have my Christmas family tree and the Sun Homework Channel, Amy Teagarden, Andrew Walker, James Tupper, and it's director Jason Bork, writer Mark Hefty. And it's when Vanessa receives the results from her family tree DNA test, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their home for Christmas. And I'll start with this one. I... I really actually enjoyed this one. I think maybe a little more. I can't remember if I gave it a sock in the preview. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. I thought that the writing was really solid and the, just the, the banter 
and just the general script was was very good. Um, I I also thought James Tupper was excellent uh, in the role, and I liked Amy Teagarden. Uh, I, I I kind of felt like they they didn't even need the romance. They should have just left it out. I know you can't because it's Hallmark Channel, but like I really didn't think that was necessary. I thought that the elements with the the family was plenty to go off and there were plenty of characters that I don't know. And they do have a 10 year age difference, which I do think hurt the chemistry between the two. They both did a good job, but I wasn't really feeling it between the two of them. And, and I, I also felt like, I think it would have been better and more on theme if she wasn't actually the daughter in the end, because then they like the true message of family is who you make of it would have been a hundred percent fulfilled. And so I, I think they didn't need to, Oh, it's actually, wasn't actually a false result. They should have just left it that way. And I think that would have been more moving and emotional to accept her as part of their family, even if she's not technically blood. But aside from that, I actually, I thought it was really solid. And I think Mark Hefty did a very good job on the script. So uh, what do you think, Carrie? I love this one so much, like way more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is common, but I know when I see Amy T. Garden, I'm like, Friday Night Lights, right? right? It's really hard to separate that. And this was probably the first thing I've seen her in where I actually got into the character she created. Um, I will tell you, one of my favorite relationships in the whole movie was with her dog, Mickey. Oh, yeah. I have a, a little boy dog, a little Yorkie too, and he is just the light of my life. Actually, when when they got to the scene where he was first there, I turned to Henry, my dog, and I said, it's us, right? Because we're often alone in an apartment somewhere by ourselves, far from family or, you know, not not having a lot of people around. And I, I just felt like uh, that really touched my heart. But overall, I love this movie. Um, I would absolutely watch it again. And I thought there were so many cool, complex characters and, and pieces involved. The only thing that was a little bit weird about all that was that they kept throwing shade on watching 30, staying home and watching 30 Christmas movies. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, this is Hallmark Channel. Like, what? <laughs> Are you saying that's not a completely acceptable way to use your time? I don't know. <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah, it was funny because I'm all about self-awareness. If it's like one joke, but I was like, all right, now you're, are you trying to make me feel like a loser? Like one joke is funny. It's self-aware. Love it. Yeah. There were several. Yeah. It was like three or four. Like, what are you going to do? Stay home and just watch 30 Christmas movies. And I'm like, I'm questioning my life choices because <laughs> just along with your dog. Yeah. Along yeah. with your dog. <laughs> we're all, I love the way the three of us were like, all right is this are we is there something wrong with us no way guys i mean in 30 that's nothing (laughs) i know it's usually like 40 plus if we're doing i mean if you're doing the other networks good golly i mean come on 30s amateur (laughs) that was really funny yeah so she finds out she gets the match and then she gets picked up from the airport by andrew walker's character and uh, and I guess I mean I guess that would make sense like if you, but I feel like I would want to pick up my if I had a daughter that I just found out I just had 
I think I would want to pick her up, but nevertheless, they pick her up from the airport and, uh, and they, I did think it was a funny joke. The whole, um, I used to ask mom, why Frankenstein came to baby Jesus. <laughs> that was good. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. And the internet exploded with our waiter, at the, <laughs> our, our surprise cameo for Mr. Tyler Hines. <laughs> like, I swear within like the Heine's Facebook group, there was like 50 posts within like minutes. Oh my. The waiter. Yeah. 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 It really, it really, actually when he first came on, I was like, are my eyes deceiving me? Yeah. It's not, I, wait, did you guys know about it beforehand? I didn't. No. No. no, I honestly thought, oh, this must be an actor I know. That was my first response because he was like, oh, he looked right. I was like, oh, he looks familiar. And then I looked it up and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know this one. No, okay, <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. it's Tyler Hines. It's fine. I, I was like, I actually was questioning if it was Tyler Hines or like a lookalike. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because if people don't know, I think that Tyler Hines is Andrew Walker's wife's cousin. I think that's what it is. Yeah, they're like related. Yeah, bring your buddy to set day. (laughs) There's all kinds of connections. Like Chris McNally is cousins with uh, Drew Seeley. That was was fun. I like that one too. They both seem so nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One thing, a little detail I liked was I liked sort of the Norwegian meal aspects. That was fun, something different. And then also I liked that they said grace over the food. I feel like you don't usually see that. That was nice. Kind of made it feel more homey and family. And, um, and, uh, and then no, I thought the whole thing with the blow up Santa was funny, partly because my mother hates those blow up Santa, those blow up things so much. Like, I don't know if she would come to my house if I had one. <laughs> she draws a line. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so that was funny to me. Yeah, I liked um, something that I just got like oddly, not embarrassed about, but like in a certain sense, it is a, a sensitive subject matter um, that you're dealing with. Like, I thought it was funny the way his wife played it when he's like, it was before I knew you. She's like, yeah, trust me. I did the math on that. Yeah, that like, was I good. All that. It was all really good. The only part that made me feel a little uncomfortable at the end, which I actually think is lovely because I'm all about talking about past relationships and being open and and all of that. And obviously they had a wonderful connection that produced a lovely daughter. But the big seal with the kiss on the back of the photo and then the wife has it. She's like, yes, let's go get your daughter after she's seen him. Like, oh, you've been carrying that around for years. I just felt yeah, that's a little weird in that moment because it was, it was such a, like a big lip kiss. But don't you that agree photo. that, so she, so she says, I don't like the term half sis, half sisters, family is family and that's it. So if she ended up being accepted as family, even if she wasn't family at the end, I think that would have brought the message completely full circle and been a better ending. Actually, I, when you said that originally, Rachel, I agree wholeheartedly with you. The only reason I'm glad that it didn't end that way, I like that better story-wise. 
truly. I thought that when I watched it, but there is something in the way that Amy Teagarden plays that moment where she says, that's my mom, that really hit mm-hmm. for me. Story-wise, I think it's much better the way you have it. And I'm sure that Amy could have gotten some sort of line and delivered it with the same story, but she was like, she was moving back, but it was all there. I just thought it was a brilliant acting moment that I was glad I had, but I think that story-wise, we could have had that brilliant acting moment and just had a different line. The story was different. You, know? you agree, Carrie? What do you think? It felt a little whiplashy. It did feel like, okay, she's not the daughter. How are they going to resolve this? And you get committed to seeing that. And then she leaves and then, oh, no, wait, here's this picture. And no, it is the daughter. And now we're all at her apartment. That kind, It kind of felt a little rapid um, at the end. I do understand why they why they did it, but I kind of was waiting for some some scene with the DNA people calling or something where they're like, whoopsies again, we're wrong. I don't know, just something yeah. that, that made a little more sense. It kind of felt like we have to end the movie now. It's gonna be great. Here it is, you know. Yeah. So that yeah, I she better I, have gotten I her money it. back after all that. Yeah, they need help, that company. They <laughs> should not be doing this. Really? Yeah, I I did like her interactions with the little girl. I thought was good and and helping her deal with her stage fright. That was very sweet. Also with the teenage girl and the, the whole thing with the dance and everything like that was fun. Uh, you know, I always always appreciate movies with kind of bigger families because I'm from a big family, uh, and you know I have three sisters myself, so I can definitely relate to that dynamic of kind of being the older sister and and so that was fun. Um, I liked that when they go caroling, that was nice. And, uh, and, uh, then they go on, they go on like a real date, which was cute. Um, and I, I did like the, I thought it was a very good line when he says the most important tree in all of our lives is our family tree. It was cheesy, but I liked it. I thought that was a good line. And I liked, would you agree? James Tupper was very good. Very good acting, I thought, in this. Yeah, it's funny, Carrie, how you were saying about Amy T. Garden that you can't, like, you think about her in Friday Night Lights. I think about him, and I think Revenge. He was in, remember, was he, am I making hmm. that up? Was that him in Revenge? I, never no, I don't know it. about Revenge, but he was in Big Little Lies. Okay, so yes, and he was the dad in Revenge. Like, he's that iconic dad yeah. figure. And he hasn't been in Hallmark for a while. Like he was in the um with Courtney Thorne Smith. Can't think of Emma Fielding. Mm-hmm. He's in those. Um, yeah. So, but uh, but I would say that this movie was elevated by a really good script. Like all the dialogue felt very authentic to me. And uh, I don't know. I just was like, I thought it was a really good way to say that. And that was a really the whole time. I was just like. Mark Hefty, you're good at your job. Way to go. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd love to have, we haven't ever talked to Mark Hefty, but uh, I would love to some, one of these days, if you're listening, uh, let us know. Well, let's talk. Uh, so yeah, I would give this one, uh, I'm going to give it 3.75 crowns. What about you, Carrie? I'm going to, I'm going to give it four point four mm-hmm. i really loved it yeah. yeah yeah just that ending is the only thing that i 
it knocks it down a little bit. It's still a good score for me, 3.75. What about you, Jax? I'm going to give it a 4.1. It was a little higher until um, they kissed in front of his family. Look, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but I oddly got embarrassed. <laughs> I don't get embarrassed by this stuff. I'm pretty open, but a first kiss, well, your new family looks on. I'm all about however anyone wants to display affection, but that would not be the time I chose to have yeah. a first kiss in front of my new family. That's a so, good yeah, point. I, I, yeah, I got I literally red and it made me feel uncomfortable. So that's what the 4.1 was. Fair. Very good. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. This one was Holiday in Harlem. This is on the 14th. This was Hallmark Channel, Olivia Washington, Will Adams, and Tina Lifford. And I didn't know that Olivia Washington is Denzel Washington's daughter. This is what somebody was saying in the chat room. What? I had no idea. Yeah, I bet maybe I better check that, make sure that whoever said that was right. Whoa. And <laughs> I'd be embarrassed. No, don't be. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't yes, know. it's her. It's his daughter. It's what? Yeah, Denzel Washington. That's wild. Yeah. She's, she's good. It makes yeah. all the sense in the world. Now that you say it, I was like, yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Welcome to Hallmark, uh, the Washington family. <laughs> Way to go. Everyone come. Uh, yeah, yeah. The oh, day Denzel is in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> Director Keith Powell and writer Monique and Matthews. And uh, it's after her grandmother, Mama Belle, turns away her usual gift delivery, expecting presents over presents. Jet Setting and executive Jasmine heads uptown to Harlem for a quick visit. However, when Mama Belle is injured, Jasmine agrees to stay in the neighborhood and take over co-chairing their block's annual Christmas jamboree with her old best friend, Caleb. A successful corporate fixer, Jasmine expects to, the job to be easy, quickly finds that she has a lot to learn about the community and her heart. So Jax, what did you think overall of this one? Um, okay. So I always get a little nervous when movies are set in New York and I'm like, what is this going to look like? Yeah. But as soon as it opened up, and I think I remember they did film a little bit of this in Harlem. Um, I, I really loved it. I thought um, it actually, in a very hallmark way, captured the fun and excitement and beauty of Harlem at Christmas time. There were some strong love and basketball vibes, very briefly, that I was very into. And not to be superficial, but and this was a lot on Twitter as well. Jasmine, all of Jasmine Brooks. I mean, the girl can wear pink, and I wanted to wear almost every outfit she had. To be fair, 
she would look better in them, but I didn't care. I was ready to buy every outfit. I'm glad it wasn't available to me. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it. And I thought that yeah. uh, Mom and Belle, I mean, come on. What do, what do you think, Carrie, about it overall? I, yeah, I really love this one. Um, and I feel like all the acting was just, like everyone was just so good in it. I really liked the acting and I really liked the, the writing. I think I saw that the writer was in it. She did a cameo. Oh, did she? This yeah, is her first, I, uh, the writer, Monique uh, Matthews, I think it was, her first script, like at least according to IMDb, uh, her yeah, first script ever. Yeah. And she, so she acts too. And I guess she did, she did, I can't, it was not a check-in desk or a something like that. I, I'll have okay. to look it up, but I thought that was so cool too. Yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah. I like, I like the writing. I like the acting. I like the actors in it. I felt like it was, it was good all around. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. this one more than I thought I would. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, this plot was a little dry at times, you know, the planning, the jamboree and everything, but everything around it was so new that it helped to uplift it, I guess, and make it feel fresh because otherwise I would have been pretty bored if it had just been sort of a normal movie in Vancouver, planning a party. Um, but that helped it. (laughs) I think a lot. Um, I agree with you, Jax, her coats were like legendary. I want her coats so bad. (laughs) Like, did she pack that many into that suitcase? There were like seven. It was amazing. That would be the whole Um, suitcase. And and she is gorgeous, obviously. Um, but also it's just nice whenever you get to see like a I I refer not plus size woman, natural sized woman. Like she's not plus size in any way, but she's more normal looking than like you sometimes see. And that was great. And I love seeing that. And it just makes it, you know, a little bit more interesting. And uh, and yeah, I mean, there were some fun, fun moments, uh, between, I've never seen this, uh, the actor who played Caleb, I don't think before. And, you know, he had some fun moments and like when his sister's like, what are you doing? You're, you're acting like an idiot. That was funny. And I liked her too. She was good. His sister. Um, so yeah, overall I enjoyed it. I let's see here. Um, Yuletide yoga. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. Do you imagine doing yoga in like Christmas sweaters that are like so itchy and hot and like. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the laugh. problem. I actually could and it made me ill. I was like, <laughs> oh no, this is nothing like fun. It was funny. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've written down her clothes are legit with so many great coats. <laughs> um, I kind of liked that uh, she organizes her, the grandma's office and she like didn't apologize at all for it. She was just like, this is better deal with it. <laughs> that was funny to me. What do you think of the poetry slam? <laughs> I love when they were snapping and they were, I was like, Yes. I mean, I've been to a few of them in New York and I just love that they were, that were at a Hallmark movie at a poetry slam, planning a block party in Harlem. Like, yes, I agree with you. Any, like this, I'm not a huge, it is not my favorite Hallmark plot line. I don't 
dislike it. But the whole like we're doing an event, like it doesn't get me excited inherently to have that sort of thing. But I think that this felt very different that it was a block party in a city that I love. And it, yeah, that it to me actually resonated more than if it was it, like you said, Rachel in the Midwest, and it was like we're doing the, you know, Apple Festival again. Like this, yeah. this did it for me. Carrie, I mean, you're a songwriter. Would you be going to poetry, Christmas poetry slam? I personally would not. No, I would not <laughs> be going to poetry slam. I try to avoid them at all costs. But um, I agree in terms of the that refreshing feeling of just like, that's not something we see, you know? Yeah, and yeah. just knowing that some of it was shot locally in New York. And I feel like when communities come together and they do good, cool things, but they're doing it in a community where maybe the kids there or the families there would have had a million things to do anyway. I think that's something cool about New York City in general is that communities really come together and they actually do create that whole family. And that is what they're doing for the holidays. If they're not necessarily, um, you know, inundated with all sorts of other amazing things, they're, they're coming together to do something special for the kids who live in that neighborhood or in those blocks. So I loved it so much. I just thought it was yeah. all of it all of it a new feeling even the poetry that I don't need it in my life when I need it but yeah um I, there were a couple of things that were a little bit of a miss to me I thought the whole thing with her parents getting back together was just kind of awkward I didn't love that storyline um also I thought the whole subplot with the chef who felt like he'd been dissed you know was kind of bitter that was also, I was just kind of like, we don't really need both of those plots. I, I think I would have gotten rid of both of them. Um, also, when it, when the very end, uh, he's kind of rude to her. He's like, you walking around like, you know what's best for everyone? And I was like, that was really, I mean, I get it. You're hurt. You're feeling it. But I was like, that was a really rude thing to say <laughs> to somebody that you're kind of in love with. Yeah, especially because earlier on when she's in the hardware store trying to plan the party, they're all hilariously really giving her the business. So I feel like, okay, well, she can take it. She can like dish it out a little too. Yeah. You know, like I, I totally, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. And, uh, and like then her, his sister comes in and she's like, she's, she was right. You do need more space. That's what mom and dad would have wanted. Why did you behave that way? And I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. Why did you behave that way? <laughs> but, uh, and then you, you also get grandma bell saying like, he's a good man. Don't lead him on. Um, and so I don't know. It was just like a little negative for like nearing the end of the movie. I thought Yeah, that frustrated me that part. Yeah. I was like, listen, stay in your lane. Like, it's good. You want to protect the people you love. You're trying to give good advice, but it could be delivered mm -hmm. in a different way. Yeah. And plus, like, if she's moving back, the idea that, like, I don't know, that she has to be 100% committed to Caleb after only being back for like two days, a week, maybe whatever, how long she's here. Uh, not very long. Like, in real life, not in Hallmark movies, like, people take a long time to commit to a relationship. <laughs> like the idea that she should be like, if you're not ready to commit now, then leave Caleb alone. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, especially when it's New York City. Like she's not moving back to her hometown of 15 people to be with him. It's like, well, you know, 
Give yeah. it a minute. Yeah. And I did feel, again, this may be nitpicking a little bit, but I did feel like some of the supporting players, the acting wasn't great. Like I, I didn't think that her parents were very good. I didn't think that some of those supporting players, they felt kind of amateurish to me, but the leads were, were fine. They did a good job. And uh, so overall I enjoyed it. It was a fresh setting. It was something new. Um, you know, the idea of, of grandma, grandma bell eating all that food <laughs> on the stoop. That was kind of fun. That was funny. Um, so it had, it's had some fun moments. Uh, she was a, a really fun lead. Um, so overall I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and, uh, so Jax, what would you give it one to five? Okay. So I feel like not to compare them, but because we are ranking them and because I watched them all at once. Um, I think this hit the same way for me in a different way, but quality wise and everything about the experience was the same level as one December night. So I think I gave that a 4.2 or 4.25. That's where I also sit with this one. I really liked it. And I'd like to see more. I'd like to see more like this. What do you think, uh, Carrie? I think I would go 3.75. I really liked it. I'll probably Mm -hmm. watch it again. Um, But yeah, going with these, the ones we're kind of ranking tonight. That's where. I I agree with you. I would do 3.75. But it was, it was fun. And uh, I'm glad that they took the risk to try something new, new and different. I I think that was fun. So there we go. We did it. All four movies. (laughs) What episode. Good job. We did it. Well, we got some comments on our Twitter on a re real quick. I asked people how they would rank them and what they thought of this weekend's movies. And uh, so got a bunch of responses. Uh, Sassy Pants 25 says, I says, I review every uh, Hallmark Channel Hallmark movie on my Instagram. And this last week was a treasure trove. Really good stuff. And uh, let's see here. Um, Alice Forrest Paltrow says, number one, open by Christmas. Number two, my family Christmas tree. I'm a fan of the actors. Both these were excellent. Didn't need to switch to the other movies. Uh, Lindsay and Puzzle says one, one December night and Christmas family tree. Uh, Brian R says my family Christmas tree. I have watched it three times already. Uh, Mina says I'm yet to catch up on two of them, but I love open by Christmas and my Christmas family tree. Hallmark Heartbeats says one December night, Harlem family Christmas tree and open. And uh, Julie Windsor says, I loved my Christmas family tree and open by Christmas. I liked a holiday in Harlem but didn't like one December night at all. I couldn't even watch the whole movie. So there you go. Lots of different opinions. So interesting. It's so yeah. interesting how many different people feel different ways about these same movies. Right. <laughs> it is very, it's always fascinating. So but there we I will, go. I will say I'm glad after not keeping up with the movies this year, the way I have in years past, I'm glad to see how much more ensemble like they are with many stories not just driven by romance and the a plot line I, mm-hmm. i'm happy about the direction that at least it seems to be going it feels a lot more holistic and true to life because i love romance but it's not everything you can still have great intimate bonds everywhere else that's what makes life you know right yeah no i agree that these were all kind of family stories 
that uh, yeah. all four really were. Yeah, the loves of our lives are all all different people, and sometimes furry dogs. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that too. <laughs> That's right. Would you oh, say yeah, his name is Henry? Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Henry. I call him Henry Bear. Oh, my baby. That's why I stood up at one point. I had to let him out the door. Over it. Well, uh, Carrie, how can people f- follow you and your work and get, get, enter into the giveaway and all that fun stuff? Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, Carrie Francis official, um, and it's K-E-R-R-Y-F-R-A-N-C-E-S, very hard names to spell, Carrie Francis official, um, and carrying on, on on Twitter. But Instagram's where it's at for me. I'm always, I'm always over there. Great. And uh, Jax, what about you? Uh, Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. And then Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter because someone else is Jacqueline Collier over there. Um, I don't know what they're doing. Not much, but the photo of a very cute blonde girl that is not me. <laughs> okay, good. And, uh, and you have the bundle game too. Yes, um, we have a holiday version that's a lot of fun. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot my sister would be sad if I forgot. So, uh, I have a board game company, my sister, at the Bundle Game, and we're doing um, a holiday game. And if you enter the code Hallmark, you need to get free shipping. Great. We'll have all that in, in the description. And, and make sure that you're following the podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so, so much. And get as many five-star reviews as we can, hopefully, during this holiday season. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. Also, check out Rachel's reviews over on my channel. I'm doing every week on Thursdays, doing a weekly uh, recap, which it's un- try to make it under nine minutes. So, and, that, and it's not just Hallmark. It's all the Christmas movies for the weekend. And so if you want a shorter uh, recap, check that out. I'd really appreciate it. Um, But then we also have the patron group and that's a lot of fun. And we're having this month, uh, actually this upcoming Saturday, we're having our watch along of Check Into Christmas, which is a really fun movie with writer Anna White. And so she'll give you all the behind the scenes details of that film and any level patron can join in on the watch along. So we sure appreciate that. And all the information is in the description. And we also have our merch store, which Jax is sporting. If you're watching the, the video, uh, one of the designs, and uh, it's a lot of fun uh, designs over there. And we really appreciate that support. So perfect place to get the presents for your hearties and postables and all of your Hallmarkies fans. So thanks so much, everybody. And thanks to both of you and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bye everyone. Merry Christmas.